After Dark with Mark. Have you fucked up yet? Welcome to After Dark with Mark. Today I received Brittany Jones, a social media specialist. So for all of you out there which want to increase your Instagram account and your Facebook account and whatever account that you have, that is the place to be. Brittany, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks so much for having me, Mark. I'm so excited. Now, Brittany, before that you became a, a five-figure a month earner, through yeah. social media, uh, you had to go through some some serious fuck ups, and you had to really <laughs> because let, let's let's call it the way it is, right? Uh, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, which get into this this journey, they think that because they have this great idea that everything's gonna unfold and and they know how to market themselves, but it's not as easy as it looks. So tell me a little bit, what was your, your process and how you became so successful with social media? Yeah, so there's a ton of screw-ups along the way. And I think I still have those today, you know, like we never really stopped going through that period. It's like always a growth. I was thinking about what were my screw-ups this morning. And um, I mean, when I first started, I didn't have any idea how much my mindset was really important to my entire journey. So when I first started out, I was in the network marketing world and that's when I really became, um, when I really fell in love with social media, I guess we can say. I didn't like the traditional network marketing methods. So I really decided to fully embrace social media and learn everything I could about it. And I'd say that was my first fuck up. When I really started to dive into personal development and working on my mindset, that's when I realized that those things had to change first before I learned any other strategy out there. Now, when you talk about personal development, you know, every time someone says something like this, even though this is my field, this is where I, I specialize on, this term itself, for me, it's a little odd because uh, you hear personal development and I don't know, there's some weird picture that comes into my mind and I don't even, I don't even know how to explain it, even yes. though that that's the field that I'm specializing on. Uh, yeah. how, how would you explain that? Oh my God. You know what? When I think of the term personal development, I am just so thankful that in the beginning I could order books off Amazon because I was embarrassed to even go in the personal development section, the self-help section in the bookstore. Like that was not something that any of my friends were doing or my family was doing. So it was such a foreign concept to me. And I felt like there was something wrong with me if I was doing personal development. And I believe that a lot of people are not even touching that subject exactly for that. It's because maybe that's the case is when we hear personal, the personal development, it means that you, you have a problem. That means that you are a fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and you, we, we, you need to, to fix yourself and you don't go and see a specialist. You don't go and see a psychoanalysis or a psychologist or yeah, to, to help you to get to where you want to go. It seems that like this is the cheap version of of sell of help somehow. I don't know. Like it, it is a really funky uh, word and really funky uh, 
I think, view that people have upon personal development. Totally. And there's even times still where, you know, there's people in my life that I definitely don't leave the books I'm reading on the table sometimes because it's just not a conversation you want to have with people. You know, why are you reading that book? Or why do you feel like you need to learn how to talk to people? And all of those types of titles are, you know, to people that aren't studying this kind of stuff, it feels bizarre. Why would you try to hide those things, even though that now, nowadays you know that by far it's because that you've been applying the, the information that you, you've learned and you, you make yourself an expert in your field and you became an expert because you, you continuously studying. Yeah, you know what? It's protecting my mindset. Like I know the types of people that I can get into these conversations with and I want to and um, the types of people that I don't want to get in these conversations with. So a lot of this development too and normalizing this for myself was about who I surrounded myself with. I, I found this very interesting that you say you are trying to protect your mind. Yeah. Would you say that that is one of the requisites from the people which are successful? Is they always in a place where they're protecting their, their bubble? You know, they're protecting their mind. They're not sharing with everybody about everything. Absolutely. Because, I mean, how many times did we open up to, in the, especially in the beginning of our journeys in business, to the people closest to us? And sometimes they were the first people to knock it down, right? You know, like cutting our dreams in half or pulling us back into, you know, quote unquote reality or what seemed possible to them. So I know for a fact that as I continue to grow, so much has been about who I surround myself with who I'm learning from, you know, do they have a life that I want as well? It's really interesting what you're just saying right now, because we are changing continent. Actually, we're moving to a different continent. Yeah. And uh, some friend of ours have been telling us just, oh, yeah, that's good. But, you know, in the beginning, you should go with a small apartment. And <laughs> it's just like, what are you talking about? You know, I'm not, I'm not doing all that big move to to go into a smaller life. You know, I want to expand. I want it to make it bigger. And yeah. then this is where you see, you cannot talk about all of those things with everybody because they just don't understand. Exactly. And we work so hard on building up this mindset and working on our beliefs and our positive mindset and our affirmations and all those things like I just don't have the time of day to let people steal that away from me you know now now when you say affirmation are you talking yeah. about crazy talk right now <laughs> no I'm not and in the beginning I thought it was absolutely batshit crazy <laughs> I thought that you know there was no way I could say a couple lines and magically make a hundred thousand dollars a year or magically calling 10 clients from it and what I learned through studying is it's really about reprogramming your mind and there's a lot of science behind it which I didn't realize in the beginning is that as easy as what you just said. So you, you're just repeating the same thing over and over again. Now all of a sudden everything starts changing. No. And that's one of another fuck up that I made along the way is I thought, okay, I'll just say these lines and I'm being told I just need to say some better affirmations to myself and more often throughout the day. And that'll change things. And you know, there's 
other things you have to work on. You can't just say to yourself, I'm going to make $100,000 a year and not put any activity behind that, not put any real belief behind it. Those were things I was really missing in the beginning. Now, is this applied to social media as well? Because social media seems to be a beast in itself. Yes. Uh, a lot of people call themselves experts. And when you are starting talking with them, uh, the strategy that they're offering is pretty much the same type of strategy that you would do into a normal marketing, uh, a paper marketing or, or newspaper or letter marketing, what email campaigns and stuff like that. But it, it is a total different entity. Like social media seems to be alive on its own, <laughs> yeah. uh, which, which I try to understand. I'm, I'm, I mean, I probably did a little bit like what you did in the beginning and just took some courses here and there. And then you just get, you just get haha moment. Then you try to apply it. It doesn't work. Then just like, what the hell What's yeah. happening here? Yeah. So, uh, help me to understand really what's the idea behind social media. I mean, we can talk social media strategy until we're blue in the face, but the reason why one social media strategy for will, will work for one person and then it gets implemented into the next business beside it and it doesn't work all comes back to mindset. The people that believe that their social media is going to work for them and they believe that they're you know, meant to be on there building a community and sharing their message and it's not just another to-do list item for them that they're just checking off just because, you know, those people are the ones that see results. And I believe that this is a really key piece that isn't spoken about in the marketing world in general. It's very much black and white. Here's your formula. Go get some followers and you'll be successful. Okay. So when you're saying this right now, the yeah. first thought that comes to my mind is uh, you've been, I mean, we've been working with you for, for quite a while now. Yeah. And, uh, and we, we've seen, tremendous results and my team now has started embracing as well everything that you're doing all your teaching and they just love it in the meantime you have been working with with people in the same field and uh, people that i'm familiar with which uh, did not work as well as what happened with with my business and and what we did so can you elaborate into this? I know, I know you just said something, but it, I mean, we're in the same field. We're selling the same product. We're having um, the same reach. Uh, yeah. We're not paying different. It's not because I'm paying you more. Yeah. Uh, like, so ultimately we have the same platform. It's happening the same thing, but yet the results are not the same. So what's happening? Yeah, so I mean, there's two types of mindsets I really see about social media and marketing in the online world. There's the type of mindset that feels like it's noise, that doesn't really love showing up on the platform in the first place, is always telling themselves that they don't know how to post or they don't really know how to, it even goes down to they don't even really know how to use their computer and they're always having email issues and it comes down to the way that they believe technology works against them all the time versus for them. And then there's clients that I work with that love social media and love the direction it's heading and love the fact that it opens up 
so many people to community and loves the connection that comes from it. And they flourish because they want it to succeed and they want it to work for them. And there's this line that people can cross where they're wishing death upon their business when they're speaking things like, oh my gosh, I can never get technology to work for me. Or there's just a lot of noise happening around me. And there's just two very different mindsets in technology in general. So how did you come to the point where that you were able to relate mindset with social media? It came through my studying of mindset and taking it to another level and really understanding the laws of the universe. So there are laws that, you know, govern the way that our minds work and the way that we create results. And, you know, the laws work in everything. They, they work in relationships. They work when you're trying to lose weight. They work in your business. And I was like, well, why can't these work in marketing as well? You know, if they're true laws, they should be able to be applied to absolutely anything in your life. So they, were, they will work as well with the electronic and uh, this wireless world that we're living in, regardless of if there's a human attached to it or not. So when are you talking about the laws of the universe, which basically, again, that's crazy talk you're having right now. If, <laughs> yeah. if I'm someone which is listening to this podcast and I just want to know about how I'm going to improve my social media and you're telling me that I need to know about the laws of the universe, I'm just like, are you going mad? <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going mad too when I was reading about it. I was like, have these people actually lost it to believe that there's some force out there controlling what we do? But if you think about just bring it back to your life in general, you know, if you have you ever heard the saying where when it rains, it pours, you know, one bad thing goes wrong in your day. So the rest of the day is terrible as well. Like those are things we wish upon ourselves. So the same thing happens in in marketing and technological aspects of your business, you know, like if your computer's not working and then, you know, something else goes down or your Wi-Fi will be weird all day and someone won't get an email that they were supposed to get from you. It's just a trickle effect because that's exactly what you're wishing upon for your business. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> now, you tell, you tell me that when my Wi-Fi is not working properly, that is my fault? Yeah, there's like something going on where you believe that your technology is working against you, that things aren't going to go well that day. I see it happen all the time. So are you at the point where right now it, it never happened to you? It does happen. And those are days where I'm questioning myself or days where I'm scared to move to the next level in my business. So I tend to go, you know, 10 steps backwards in my business when I'm moving through fear or growing into my next level person. And those are definitely the times where my Wi-Fi will kick out or I'll double book myself or I'll forget to do a follow-up item for a client. Those are the days where things aren't going well. That is so, so interesting what you're saying right now. And I'm pretty sure that someone which is listening to this right now, which is not familiar with this type of information is saying like, this is bananas. <laughs> yeah. 
this is totally bunker. I, how, how in the hell can you dare saying those things where that uh, my cable company is responsible for the fact that my internet is not working properly? I mean, yeah. like, that, that's just insane talk right now. Yeah. And I mean, four years ago, I would have thought it was completely insane as well. And it came down to, I was feeling like I was always like pushing my business forward, like pulling it. Like it was really hard to work all the time. I felt like I was hustling. I was forcing everything to happen and I didn't want to feel like that anymore. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to just embrace this craziness that people are talking about. Maybe I need to give this a try because clearly the way I'm doing it right now isn't working for me. So if we, if we go to some expert, which in my opinion, Gary Vee is probably at the top of that list sure. in terms of social media and how he transform his personal platform and his brand into a, a $100 million company now. Yeah. Uh, I think he's at over 200 actually. And, and, and believing that true hustling and like working, you know, 18 hours to, to 20 hours a day and using those microseconds to, to reach out and to connect. What you're saying is there's a different way to operate yes. and have a life in between. Totally. So the reason the hustle works for Gary V is because Gary V believes the hustle works. But if we believe that we could have flow in our lives and we can have balance in our lives, that can work as well. And, and you, you still can earn $100,000, million, $100 million a year, even though that you're, you're not hustling and you're not working 20 hours a day. Absolutely. It just comes so, down to, do you want to believe in the hustle or do you want to believe in the flow? So tell me, what was the transition for you from having a business which you felt it was going backward to getting into a five-figure a month, very successful business, which right now you dictate the time you work and how much you're working and how much you're, you're flowing, the type of travel you're doing. So tell us a little bit, like, how does your life look like now and how it looked prior when you were hustling? Yeah, so my hustle life was probably 16-hour days most days. I did not take time off. If I was vacationing, I was working the entire time, and it felt very much like I was trapped. I was budgeting with money. I was trying to decide if I could afford toilet paper one week or meat one week, you know, like I was complaining about the prices of the smallest things. I always felt like I didn't have enough clients and I didn't have enough time to finish things. And it was a vicious cycle that I really couldn't get out of. I was missing out on family events. I felt like life was kind of just passing me by at a very young age. I was, you know, what, what was the point to working this hard if I couldn't live the life I also wanted to live and the reason why I started this entrepreneurial journey in the first place. And today, I mean, I have a team that works with me. I travel and I travel for fun and I can turn off my phone and my email and not 
worry that everything's going to come crashing down when I open it back up. Uh, my income has skyrocketed. It's funny because you mentioned about moving to a different continent and people telling you, you know, maybe you should get a cheaper place to live. It's, you know, I live in my dream condo now that was on my vision board for a couple of years before I really dived into these practices. And I still have people in my family that say, like, are you sure you can afford that? You know, like, shouldn't you get a roommate? So um, again, going back to protecting your mindset and just knowing what's possible for yourself, I don't work seven days a week anymore. And I spend lots of time with my family and I wouldn't have it any other way now. Now, how old are you now? I'm 28. 28. And how long did it take for you to move from that hustling life to this very, very much in flow lifestyle? So I've been an entrepreneur for five years now, and I really didn't move into this shift until I'd say about a year ago. So at the beginning, it was a lot of like, you know, questioning if this was the, the right way to do things and not taking my studying seriously and not taking my mindset development seriously. It was the first thing that I would push off in my to-do list every single day. It almost became like the gym, you know, that was another thing I was pushing off all the time in my to-do list because there was other things that I should be doing to earn money that day. And until I kept my mindset work as the number one priority thing to do on my list, nothing shifted for me. What would you say to someone which is listening to this and say, I want to do the same. And then is it in his twenties and doesn't seem to, to see the light. Right. What do you say to that person? Get a mentor because this is not a journey I could have done alone. And Mentors are there to help you in those moments where you're doubting yourself and doubting the journey. They're there to tell you some of the hard things that you need to be told sometimes. And they've walked this path before, so they can really shorten that process for you. What might take you five years on this journey could be shortened to six months if you get the right mentor. And this is exactly what, what happened. What was the length for you to get to, to that point where that you didn't have to count if you, you, you can buy some toilet paper. I mean, like, think about that. I mean, I, I remember my mom saying that. It's just like, oh, we need to buy toilet paper again. It's just like, yeah, just look what you're doing. You're drawing it. I know. Time, right? And it's so, funny because I still hear people talking about that now that I've shifted my money mindset. It's still the one thing in a dinner party, like, everyone complains about, you know, like the price of toilet paper, people just can't stand it. But when you change your money mindset, you know, things like that just don't matter. How long did it take you to, to make that change? I would say it took a full six months. There were moments in between the six month period where things really started to shift. And that doesn't mean you can't see results before then. I would just say that after that six month mark, I was able to really share this mindset with other people until that point I still was relying on my mentor and my coach a lot and that's why they're there on your journey and after that six month mark I felt like I could really 
turn around and share it with other people too. So if someone is listening to this and says, yeah, but Brittany, six months, that's long. (laughs) I mean, like, geez, six months. Now think about what six months can do in a 20 year lifespan, right? After that six months. Because the thing is, if you don't change anything, if you wouldn't have changed anything, where do you think your life would be now? And what do you think that would happen moving forward? So basically in 10 years later. Yeah. I mean, if I hadn't decided to do this, I would be back in the nine to five world, which if anyone's in the nine to five world listening to this right now, you know, it's never nine to five work. It's always so much longer than that. I would not be living on my own. I would, I would barely be able to afford rent if we're being honest and answering to a boss and having a boss choose when I could take vacation time. Um, so, you know, it seems like so, it seems like a lifetime ago that I was living that kind of lifestyle. But to someone that's thinking that six months is a really long time, I mean, when I was thinking that, I was still setting the same goals year after year. So I'd really ask yourself, you know, have you been setting the same goal for yourself over and over again? And, you know, even this past January, did you reset the same type of goals? Because that's where I was. And six months, it passes by so quickly. A year passes by so quickly. Um, Time goes fast. Six months goes by really quickly. Now, Share with me a little bit about Instagram because uh, that is the platform right now, which is very in vogue and everybody wants to, to well, pretty much everybody start getting on it now. Uh, yeah. Even our parents, which most of the kids have been moving from Facebook to Instagram because <laughs> the parents was on Facebook and started spying on them. So they're yeah. like, okay, I, I'm out of here. And uh, so that they went, they went to Instagram and now Instagram start having the same buzz that uh, Facebook did have probably like five years ago. So, so tell me a little bit about this platform and, and what's coming and what is in the making for Instagram. Yeah. Instagram has really blown up in the last two years and really a lot in the last year. And Um, video has really expanded on Instagram. So before it was all about what types of posts are you doing? And then they released the story feature, which took a little while for people to catch on. And now Instagram stories are more popular than Instagram posts are, which last summer, if you had said that, most people would have laughed at you. But now this is the first place people are checking for information online is Instagram stories. So Video content is still king. Video content was king on Facebook and it's now king on Instagram. So there's no real shock there. And what's really emerging right now on Instagram is Instagram TV. In the last couple of weeks, Instagram's made a lot of key changes to Instagram TV. So that's definitely an emerging piece inside the platform. But really what I like to say to my clients is, Instagram is just built to be a community. It was always easier to make new friends on Instagram. It was always easier to follow new um, pages and businesses and platforms, whereas Facebook was always a little more private. You had to 
friend request someone before you could access information. And that's just not what happens on Instagram. So from a business standpoint, it's a lot easier to grow an audience over on Instagram than it is on Facebook. Now, if you look at Instagram, there's, there's a lot of, uh, but there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of momentum happening. There's a lot of business which are, are promoting themselves. So if you are a business owner, you would say that you have more, reach on Instagram that you would have on Facebook, even though that Facebook has uh, over a billion followers there. Yeah. Facebook has become too noisy. So there's too many posts to handle on a Facebook platform. So uh, I mean, as a business page on Facebook, your posts would get shown to maybe 1% of your audience if you're lucky. So heading over to Instagram, one, you can build your community quicker, and two, more people are just going to see your things because there's less people hanging out there on a grand, grand scale. So how long is it going to take? Because like, I see Instagram, I see, I, I see huge momentum again. Yeah. And how long is it going to take before Instagram becomes as big as Facebook? And if I'm not mistaken, Facebook did acquire Instagram. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah Facebook owns Instagram. And it's interesting because by now we would see another player emerging as far as maybe the new place to hang out after Instagram. And that hasn't really happened yet. Like Snapchat came and went and the younger market's still there, but they don't really have the same buying power. So, I mean, it's not, it's not a place I would recommend a business hangs out on, but there hasn't been anything else emerging right now. So it'll be interesting to see who, uh, where I guess the younger market starts to head to on social media, because that's always the direction that we're all going to take on social media. I mean, if you look, my 70 year old grandparents are now on Facebook (laughs) and my parents just joined Instagram. So as though, as that movement happens in the generations, the younger generation they'll pick a different platform to go to and that's where the markets will head to next. Yeah. And it is very interesting how uh, it all worked, but like you, we haven't seen that, that new platform. And, and why do you think that is? I think that a lot of people are getting overwhelmed with social media in general in their lives. There's a lot of people now that you see posting about having social media detoxes and turning off for the weekend. So I think that people are just overwhelmed having as many platforms as they do right now. So I think that for a new one to emerge, it's going to be, it's going to have to be something bigger and better than what's currently available on the market. But what I always saw about social media is it is a tool. And I always saw it this way. Uh, I never really built my life around it, which we see the younger generation. I mean, their Instagram account is, is, is almost more important than the real friends that they have around. I mean, human friends, uh, bones uh, (laughs) and flesh friends. Uh, which they can they can reach out they can talk they they spend more time on the virtual world that they do on with with people but i always saw social media as a tool and would you say that in business that's the way as well that it needs to be to be used 
so you can truly make the sales in one-on-one with people. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't even run my business in a belly-to-belly manner anymore. Everything for me is driven through social media and online connections. So I know for sure you can build a business on social media. It's just, are you using it in a productive manner or not? Are you going on there and scrolling around all day and not getting your activity done on it? Or are you showing up with purpose and building the community and sharing value? You know, there's, there's that fine line to walk in social media where it could become counterproductive to what you're doing. Yeah, because a lot of, a lot of uh, people that I'm seeing, that's exactly what, what's happening to them is they, they forget that uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't walk around with your hammer all the time and <laughs> go into a plane because they will say, no, you can't, you can't get in the plane with that. Yet, yeah. when they are with their social media, they're on it nonstop and it's glued to their hand and they just, they just cannot quit on it. So this is where it becomes toxic. Absolutely. I mean, if you open up your phone, sometimes you'll find yourself mindlessly clicking between apps, right? And before we know it, 20 minutes have gone by. And that's what takes a long time in social media. It's not actually just doing the activity. Do you have, do you have challenges? I mean, this is, this is your life. This is your entire business. Yeah. What would you say to someone that has a problem with, with this? I have to put my phone away. I have to put it in another room when I'm getting like that. And sometimes it's a fix of putting it away for a whole weekend in a closet and then you come back to it and you have better boundaries with it. But if you're someone that finds that you can't stay off of it, you're constantly checking your email, you're constantly looking to see if you have new likes on your photos I would definitely say just put the phone in a different room. And I know you've heard that before, but just go actually do it this time because I promise it works. Now, there's some statistics that says that a person touches phone, I don't know how many times uh, in an hour, which is just like to me when the first time I heard that, I thought this is insanity. Yeah, it's, it's true. I mean... I've fallen victim victim to it before. If you're out at a restaurant and you look around, most people are on their phone, right? It's an interesting world we live in now with our cell phones. But at the same token, this is this is a way to to generate business. This is you said that you don't do one on one, which uh, that was kind of weird because when when we were in the same city. Uh, we got together and then we, we had the, the opportunity to talk together and to strategize and how that we're going to bring the business to another level. Totally. Uh, but you don't, you don't do that. Often. No, no, not. I mean, you guys were in my country and it was awesome and to get to meet you in person, but most of my clients, I never meet in person. I've never shaken their hand. I've never sat down to dinner with them and it's interesting because this didn't exist four or five years ago. This wasn't a thing. You know, I went to business school and they didn't even talk about social media in my marketing classes, which is crazy. So what's, what's the future of social media from now on moving forward? I mean, it's no longer a question of whether or not you need it in your business. It's, you know, how can you continually use it to grow your business? Two years ago, people used to ask if they actually needed 
an Instagram account or actually needed a Facebook page. And it's just necessary because it's the first place people go to research you now. So they don't go, they don't go to, they don't go to Google you, which if they Google you and you are very present on social media, that is what's going to come up from Google. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at some, some of the stats for the younger generations, they actually go to Instagram as their Google. Now they actually go to the search bar in Instagram. If they're looking for, um, if they're looking for a personal trainer in their city, or if they're looking for a nail bar or a new restaurant, those are the first places they're going. Now they're not going to Google, which tells us that the older generations will start to follow suit as well. So if you haven't picked up on that, you guys, <laughs> and you don't have an Instagram account, uh, this is how the, the new generation are looking you up for your business. And you need to have an Instagram account. And then I'm not going to go in details into Instagram because there's an entire algorithm in the way that you need <laughs> to, to present your page and, and so on and so forth. You can go and see mine because Brittany has been working diligently at helping us to make that uh, efficient and, and flowing. And when you come, you feel good when you come to the page. But this is all this as well. And, and it goes as well with the way you feel and, and your intent of what you want to provide to your community. Is that correct? Totally. Yeah. Brittany, uh, thank you so much for this. Um, what would you say in, in conclusion to, to anybody out there that are using social media and wants to improve their social media reach? You know what? Just don't be afraid to try new things on social media. Um, don't be afraid to be a fuck up on social media. Don't be afraid to look silly or dumb or whatever the case may be. Just put yourself out there and it'll get better with practice. Brittany Jones, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please write a review and subscribe to never miss a future episode of After Dark with Mark. As well, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mark Jospitre.